You're listening to the Simple Balance Podcast. I'm your host, Tammy, a certified professional bookkeeper with over a decade of experience as a business problem solver, and I'm on a mission to stop business owner burnout. So today we're talking about setting boundaries. I feel like that's an important theme to a lot of business owners, especially newer business owners, because we feel like we need to take anything that's coming at us just to get started and setting boundaries and setting boundaries as early as possible is probably one of the biggest things I can think of to help Mm -hmm. with your mental health as a business owner. I think one of the things I learned, and it wasn't early in my career, unfortunately, um, but one of the lawyers that I worked with, we were going through an estate binder that I had created and kind of just going through the processes. And and then we got talking about business and we got talking about boundaries. The reason this ties into the estate binder is it was alleviating a lot of work for him in the end. And I know, right, the whole conversation around this little binder doesn't really make sense, except for the fact that in the work that I was doing, was saving him some work in the end. And then he gave me one of the most incredible tips because he felt he needed, he owed me, right, for this work I was doing. It was taking a piece of paper and breaking it up into quadrants. And in those quadrants, it was what needs to happen immediately, today. What needs to happen by the end of the day? What can be pushed off till next week and what can be delegated? In saying that, how does that tie into boundaries and setting boundaries? But it forces you to look at the here and now and what's important and not taking on more than you can chew. That's today, right? That's what my boundaries, how I focused on today. Talking about setting boundaries definitely wasn't one of my strong points because I think as a business owner, We all are incredibly, well, a successful business owner is incredibly uh, ambitious and sets Mm -hmm. high, high goals. So for us, right, well, look at that line that they talk about, right? One of the quotes I remember is, if you want something done, ask a busy person, right? Because a busy person somehow manages to find the time. But in saying that, does that mean that by asking a busy person, a busy person doesn't have boundaries or understand how to set boundaries. Sometimes. Right. And right. So going back to business owners, setting boundaries and how do we do that? I think it's right. Having, well, one, having clear goals, but two, I wish I had of known earlier in my career to break my day up into quadrants, right? What what can I deal with later? What can I delegate to somebody else? Breaking my week up into quadrants would have been better. So if you go and look at uh, Michael Hyatt's book, it's essentially keeping track of your time, right? Knowing what you're doing with your time all the time, right? What is, you know, getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Okay, so at four... You're getting up and you're making your coffee, letting the dogs out. Then you're having a shower at 4.15. You're drinking your coffee at 4.30, right? It's breaking that that time up and making sure that you're being productive with it. And 
and living by those timetables. So I'm going to argue with you a little bit there. Sure. Um, first, I'm going to go back for a second. I agree with the quadrants and I mm -hmm. agree on what am I accomplishing today? But something that I saw recently on a YouTube video, Minimal Mom on mm -hmm. YouTube, she just did a video about productivity and she limits her to-do list for that day to three items. So she has three items she has to accomplish because otherwise her to-do list becomes overwhelming and she tends to put off these bigger projects that are harder or, you know, she's got to dig into it's uncomfortable in some way. Mm -hmm. So she says that one of your projects should be something that is something you're just putting off and dreading because accomplishing that thing first and getting it out of the way, you get rid of that dread cycle where it's just kind of weighing on your shoulders and it frees you up to do more. I agree with that point of the three. I agree to a certain point. So um, in this book that I use, it talked about you had to write down your big three, right? Mm -hmm. What were your your big three items that must happen today, right? For that one sense of accomplishment mm -hmm. and two, getting it done. But you and I both know, Tammy, any I'm successful... I'm not just doing three things in a day. No, no, we're not, right? And if you want, and again, and, and maybe this is the argument, maybe this is the circle or the, um, the whirlpool that we're just continually spinning in, but it's how does a successful person one, set boundaries. That's the question for today. How do we do that and be successful? Mm -hmm. Right? How do, how, do we, how do we continue to move forward and meet our goals and achieve those goals if we're not doing more than the average person? And I know mm -hmm. that sounds terrible. I know it does. And I know that um, when I was in business, or in that financial business world, and my business coaches would say to me, the reason you're more successful than somebody else is because you're picking up the phone, right? You're not sitting idle. You pick up the phone, you go out and you meet somebody else. You're constantly networking. And again, right? So, and it spins it right back to boundaries. The, when you were talking about that book and, you know, scheduling your day, mm -hmm. I wonder... If you're so focused on efficiency at that point that you don't actually allow yourself time and space to just be. Yes, absolutely. Everything I did had to be on a list, right? I can remember going to a store with mom. Mom and I went out for the day and we were going into a store and she said, okay, I'll come in. And I said, well, do you have, is the store on your list? She said, no, I'm just going to go look around. And I'm like, no, you can't look around. If it's not on your list, then, then you have no business being in here. And I remember the look on her face. <laughs> right? right? And she was not impressed, to say the very least. Mm -hmm. Right? Because in my eyes, it was, well, if she's going to go in and just randomly wander and look at things... I've got however many items, four items, say, on my list. I knew exactly where I needed to go, what I had to get. And then I'd get in the car and I had to go to the next place. And again, there was a list for that next place. So in saying that, what did I miss? And we talked mm -hmm. about that last time. 
I missed a lot, right? I, I destroyed relationships. I, I didn't do the things that I love to do, right? Getting outside, being on the water, in the water, however, right? Spending time with people you love. Yeah. In a way that they enjoy spending time too. Exactly. And I've, I've found when I have this list and it's, you know, I've got this big long list and I know I need to do this, 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 and this. Sometimes, you know, I'm with people and I'm out, but this stupid list is still in my freaking head. And it's like, <laughs> I can't be fully present in the moment where I want to be. I want to have this time off and spend it with these people. And yet here I am in the back of my mind going, I wonder if I could just sneak an email in right now and just check that one thing off. Yes, I kind of hear you. But knowing yourself and myself, neither one of us could function without a list. And I'm sure mm -hmm. there's going to be, you're going to have listeners that are going, but wait, right? The, the list itself, putting the line through the completed task or the check mark beside it in itself is a feel good moment. And at the end of the day, having most of your things scratched out or however you're doing it there's that accomplishment at the end of the day is a feel good right you know you've done something right there's value in a list for sure but I think yeah. what we're saying is that we cannot be governed or dictate our entire lives around said list so then what do you do right so then do you say on Saturday Saturday is my list free day I don't know. Ooh, I've gone further than that. I'm not saying I've got the perfect system and it's all worked out and things are wonderful. Tra -la -la. But I am going to say that having the list, and I have to admit, I still use the app and it's still on my cell phone. So it is always accessible to me. But having the list and only allowing myself certain hours to work on that list so I have my high production time, which mm -hmm. heaven help you if you try to interrupt me during that. And I've got something I'm trying to get done today. Um, that still does happen. Um, but I've got my high production time and then I've got my, the list is going away and I need to be present in lifetime. And, you know, I've always had this separation in my life and I've, you know, I don't mix business and personal a lot. I really have trouble doing that. For whatever reason, the segregation works for me. And it's actually kind of odd that I've invited you into this podcast because you're on both sides with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And I know we had quite the giggle last time because we were talking about businesses when we started and what that looked like, right? Because because mm -hmm. you and I, uh, all of us are entrepreneurs and we've always had that entrepreneurial mindset, but our parents aren't mm -hmm. business owners, right? So no, it's interesting. It. No, far from it. Exactly. But it's so interesting that we are. And I applaud you, Tammy, at being able to segregate business from personal because I did not do that. I just felt like my whole, and I muddled is, 
maybe an unfair word. My clients were very much involved in, right, I saw them on the street and and sometimes they were at my house for a dinner party or vice versa. And maybe it's just the geographical location I was located in. Maybe it was just the field that I was in. Yeah, I, I see what you mean because you were in a very rural community. And when you're mm-hmm. in a rural community, it's a very tight-knit community. Whereas I'm a little more urban. And funnily enough, like I would say 90% of my clients or more were not from the municipality that I'm in. So, you know, Tammy, oh, it's so interesting that you say that. Because, right, when you... When we talk about our geographical location, right? And um, so maybe it was harder for me to set boundaries only because, right? Like when you look at my volunteerism and my professional world and my personal life, they all met, right? They all kind of came together all the time. Right, I could go to work and 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 do my professional my business during the day, and then in the evening come home and I was on call, first responding or on ambulance, and right. So mm-hmm. one minute maybe I was presenting them with a financial plan, and the next moment, you know, I was presenting them with their new baby, right? Because I was on ambulance and maybe helped deliver a baby, so. So maybe it was harder to find those boundaries and be able to set them in a rural community. But regardless, um, still important, still wish I had have learned it. Yeah, yeah. And it can be hard for others when you start setting those boundaries and saying, well, you know, I'm not really in the work space right now. So why don't we set up a time? during the week to discuss that there some it can be off putting for people but yeah it's going to be hard when you start setting boundaries and people aren't used to you having had those boundaries but it is so worth it so worth it mhm right and then maybe it's your people lots of people aren't good with conflict right? Nobody likes conflict. Even people who are continually in conflict don't even really like it. I I don't imagine. So, so maybe our, maybe our, the question is, how do you have, you know, quote unquote, a hard conversation with people, Mm -hmm. which, which might feel hard because it's, you're having a discussion which could in turn bring some conflict. And, and lots of us just want to be peacekeepers, right? We, we don't want to say, well, no, no is a super hard word. Oh my gosh, that's an incredibly hard word to come out with. And again, boundaries, but um, maybe that's a point, right? Maybe we just, how do we have that hard conversation by saying, this is my, this is my business, right? I, I, can we talk about 
your children or world events or right whatever's going on in the world at the moment instead of sitting at somebody's dining room table and they're always questioning me about the markets what's going mm-hmm. on in the markets and the economy and 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 we all know right barb can talk a day to a dead man about anything <laughs> especially the things <laughs> i'm passionate about yes yeah however right there's there's lots of things people lots of people don't want to talk about and yeah, it, it would have been nice to be able to shut that off for sure. So let's let's go back to saying no because okay, I I get no is not a hard word for me. I learned that lesson young, actually watching one of my aunts struggle with being able to say no. And I was like, okay, I need to learn to say no early because the earlier I say it, the easier it is for somebody else to swallow it watching around me as a child I actually watched my mom teach someone else close to her the the starting steps of how to say no and the first step wasn't actually the word no because there was no way this person could handle that and that was okay that's where she was at. And this happens with men too. It's not just a women can't say no thing because we're raised that way. Although maybe we are in some cases, but saying no can be incredibly difficult for a lot of people. And so mm. maybe like with everything else in life, you start with a baby step. And so it's, it's um, it could be a comment. Like if somebody's trying to get you to talk about work, at the dinner table because that's what defines most of us in North American society. Mm -hmm. Um, It it could be a a simple comment as, you know, I just, in this moment, I'd like to step away from, from work. And then you redirect the conversation. You are always more diplomatic than me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So the way you said that, I was like, oh, that was so nice and gentle. And I think right? I could do that. I could. It doesn't have but... to be sledgehammer. It, it, it can be just a, a gentle redirection. The well, same way I would with a toddler. Because saying yeah. no to a toddler, holy jeez. Yeah, sometimes you have to and they have to learn it. But some situations, it's just easier to redirect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my bulldozer way. How would I have said that? I'm not going to try and answer that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so let's let's go back to another theme from the last podcast that I think really ties into this. And people generally are people pleasers. Hmm. And doesn't that tie in to difficulty setting boundaries? And having the hard, quote unquote, hard conversations. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be hard for us to say no. But, right, and, and maybe I'm going off on a tangent here, right? And maybe it's a whole other topic and definitely not for us because, but girls are taught to just be nice. Right, that's, and it's not even, unless they're raised by me. 
right? But, but absolutely, for sure, our generation is doing a better job. Not that, not that the other generations didn't do a better job. They just didn't know, right? We know more now. We have access to more information and, and the ability to, and I'm not saying Facebook, because trust me, I did not get my education from Facebook. However, um, yeah, I people-pleasing is a thing. And But if you're in sales, how are you not a people-pleaser? Okay, so can you be both a people-pleaser and have boundaries? I would argue yes. I, I think yes, right? If, if I had the ability, and I do, right, with mm-hmm. age and maturity... Um, I'm like a fine wine, right? I'm, I'm getting better with age, or at least I think so. I'm able to be a little more diplomatic, right? Not so abrasive Mm -hmm. when I, because typically, right? We all know I'm brutally blunt, brutally honest. And I, I just say what I feel typically. And sometimes it comes out as harsh or my approach is maybe not so comfortable for some. Uh, I like to think I'm assertive and um, I, I have the ability to speak my truth when I need to. You do. Yeah. Yes. I, I absolutely do. But yes, I know my approach maybe stinks or I am abrasive at times, even though we know that, right who I am and I have that ability to speak my truth and and to say the things that I need to say when I need to say them. However, setting boundaries wasn't always that easy. And is it, Tammy? I'm going to say that sometimes we make setting boundaries harder than it actually is. Because I remember when I was changing what some of my boundaries were with my clients, I was thinking about it and I felt overwhelmed by it. And it was like this whole dreadful thing and I spent more time dreading it than I did having the quick and simple conversation and I I made it into this bigger thing than it actually became and there was one person who when I set the boundary got extremely upset with me and it I didn't even set the boundary in a way that it was personalized or directed toward them I sent an email out to my entire client base, just letting them know that there would be this small change in my available working hours. Mm-hmm. Right? That's it. I will just so you're aware, my availability is limited to this time to this time. And everyone was like, Oh, good for you. That'll give you more time with your family, or blah, blah, blah. Like, some people just didn't even care. They were like, whatever. But one person actually called me and started yelling at me, tried (laughs) to go up one side of me and down the other. And yeah, I'm more of a gentle person and I'm not really high energy or, or any of that. But no, 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 no. You do not get to be upset with me because I need this boundary in my life for where I am in my life. No, you have been taking advantage of my availability. 
that is now stopping. Not that I worded it in that way to them. There was no sense escalating it. Mm-hmm. But it made it very clear to me in that moment, that person was not my ideal person to be working with. It's not your ideal client. Gosh, isn't that a whole topic? Yeah, right? that should isn't, be another topic. It absolutely How should. to step away from people you shouldn't be working with. Yeah, and who is, right? So mm-hmm. when we look at marketing, right, who are we, who are we marketing to and what do we want, right? So mm-hmm. what does your ideal client look like? Yeah, that's a great topic. That's a topic um, that I spent lots of hours, lots of hours working through with one of my business coaches, right? Knuckling down and figuring that out. So, but yeah, Tammy, you, um, getting back to what you were saying, you're really good at setting expectations. And actually... Right? That's one of the easiest way to set boundaries mm-hmm. is to set those expectations from the beginning. There, it's very simple to have an onboarding document that you go through with your clients with this is what we, we will give you. This is what you can expect of us. And this is what we expect of you. And mm-hmm. one of the things on my list was. If you make my staff cry, I will fire you as a client. We will no longer work together. Hmm. Because I needed to sad that you have to put that on paper. You know, it wasn't very often that people were coming through the door that I had to worry about that with. And when I put that out there to them, I had flower more flowery language on the expectations. But when I was going through it with clients, I made it quite clear. If you make my staff cry, I'm not working with you because Mm -hmm. I can't do this alone. And I need these people to be happy and productive and able to focus on what they need to be focusing on and not all the emotion of dealing with someone pulling them down. Life is better when we're building each other up. Yes, agreed. So to summarize, I guess, the boundaries and maybe the places that I should have, the things I should have deployed in my personal life and business um, was one, clearer expectations. Although I felt I was really good at setting expectations, however, so I should have set more expectations. I should have um, been okay with saying no, because that's still a bit of a hard word for me. Hmm. I think what I'm hearing from you right now is you're talking about what you should have done. Yeah. Maybe you need to take a moment and celebrate what you have done. That was good. Hmm. Yeah. But it's, I mean, and I'm all about positivity, right? I, um, a quick little story. When I first joined one of the biggest firms, financial firms in Canada, I was um, in a room. I think there was probably 50 of us in there, fairly new into the with this company. And one of the VPs came in and um, he said, I challenge you guys, I challenge you to go out and get a notebook. I don't care if you buy a notebook or you find scrap pages that you write on every night, but at the end of the day, take 10 minutes and write down five positive things that happened to you. Do that for 21 days. 
tell me after your 21 days, if it's changed anything, if you don't feel any different, just check back in with me. And I thought, okay, I'm up for this. I'll do that. And I did. I went out and bought a notebook because hello, how many, right? Everybody loves a pretty notebook. And I went out, I went out at lunch and I went to chapters or Indigo or a little bookstore or something. And I bought this notebook and that night I started, I wrote down and oh, it was difficult. Mm -hmm. It was difficult to write down five positives from the day. Right. And then, and of course, right. I can talk a day to a dead man. My golly, I can write a day to a dead one too. So anyway, and then I write the challenge became to keep it all on one page. So it wasn't a task because it, after a week or so, it felt like it was a task, but I was writing like 10 pages of random bits. Anyway, after 21 days and right lesson, taking some words out, um, it changed my life. Absolutely changed my life because at the end of the day, I wasn't looking for the positives. I was putting myself in situations that I knew I was going to get a positive from. So it was easy to write it down at the end of the day. I didn't have to take an hour. I only needed five minutes. <laughs> right? So it's that law of attraction. Right? Yeah. What you give out, you get back in return. And right? So if I'm out there seeking positives, that's what I'm going to be getting. If I'm putting negatives out in the world, that's what comes back. So yeah, you know, that it was... becomes even more powerful when you're seeking positives for other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet you that's a whole other topic too, isn't it? <laughs> that should be the challenge. Not only do, should you find positives for yourself, but you need to find positives for other people too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, do you want to know what started me on my path of setting boundaries? What? When you took one of our nieces to Europe and you spent time in Denmark, I started reflecting back on my time in Denmark and little bits of knowledge that my Musta Susie had shared with me about um, a Danish practice called Hygge. Mm-hmm. H-Y-G-G-E for people who don't speak Danish. Um, and, you know, she used to give me so much trouble because I was always, I needed to do this or I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like hit this point where I just needed to do nothing. And she's like, you know, if you made a little bit of time for yourself every day to just have a little bit of joy in the simple things, you wouldn't feel so depleted all the time. Like you look exhausted. Go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> she um she was very direct. And mm-hmm. you know, I realized I haven't given myself the space to just have simple joys in my life. That's interesting you say that. Or I'm actually I'm glad to hear you say that because um I hadn't one, I hadn't thought of that. And two when when we were in Denmark, Julie and I, one of the things I realized was how, although it felt like it was an incredibly slow pace, while well, we were not at a slow pace, we were forever going and my feet 
sure knew at the end of the day. But anyway, I remember our cousin Frank and his wife, Daniela, and the kids. He said, let's go for a walk. I said, okay. So off we went for a walk and we ended up in the graveyard and there was a big, beautiful, lovely, you know, grass setting. And he said, okay, here we are. We'll sit down. So we did. We sat in the grass and I thought, what, why are we just sitting in the grass in a graveyard? Like, how bizarre is this? <laughs> right? Like, how bizarre is this? Because Okay, in- for a little bit of context for people who haven't been to Denmark, the Danes don't have the North American creeped out idea of graveyards. So a graveyard is somewhere you will go. And it's this beautiful space where you'll go and have a picnic with your family and remember the loved ones who have mm-hmm. passed. So it's a very different experience than like the Buffy the Vampire kind of graveyard experience we have. <laughs> well, exactly. Right. And, and there were so many people and it was, everybody was incredibly kind and, and respectful of um, all the graves that were there. But anyway, I just remember sitting down on the grass in a graveyard with these three or four children in tow thinking, what are we doing? And I remember Julie and I looking at each other going like, this is so bizarre. I was think- I think it was our first, we got in at like 10 in the morning. So it was our first part of the day that we were there. And But, but um, the important part of this conversation or why I'm telling you this is after our three or four days that we spent in Denmark, what we realized is the people there are incredibly happy and now knowing right Denmark is one of the safest places in the world and they are the happiest people in the world it it goes to show and the reason being is because they take time for their family they take time for themselves and they just stop and be yeah And so that brings me back to the checklist and how sometimes you have to put the checklist aside. Mm -hmm. Or for those people who, like myself, who are like, I can't, can't," right? The the anxiety that comes with, oh my gosh, I can't have a list. Then put it on your list, right? That's something I had to do. I had to block off. At my lunchtime, I actually blocked an hour off and I marked it red. So if anything was red on my calendar, that means it couldn't be interrupted. And um, I had to block off that space. And my lunch was, if I was reading a book, or maybe I just wanted to stitch a little bit longer. Maybe I wanted to have a lunch with somebody that was important to me, or I just needed space to be me. That's what I had to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I argue that us A-type personalities that run businesses, we need a hobby. Mm-hmm. We need something outside of the business that defines us. Because when you go and you sell your business, who are you? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. That is so true. Right? Because right now I'm in the space of... I don't know, rebranding Barb, I guess, is a good way of putting it. But it's like, who am I now? Right? Am I still am I still the financial expert or the the expert in estates that people came to me for? Right? They came to me for that for that expertise. 
Is that mm-hmm. still who I am? Is that who I want to be? Right? Because burnout, because that was our last conversation. Is the burnout because of the business or is the burnout because of me not setting the boundaries I needed to keep Barb healthy and going? I think it was a boundaries issue. I think yeah. that's all that it was. And and that's fair. You know, I was talking with someone yesterday who knows you and was like, oh, what's she up to? And I'm like, well, um, it's time to like regroup and rebrand. And she's like, oh, well, whenever she figures out what she wants to do you know barb can talk anybody into anything so (laughs) she won't have a problem starting a business on a dime (laughs) you know what i giggled and i was like yeah as soon as she figures out what it is she wants she'll be able to achieve it Mm -hmm. and i know that about me right Mm -hmm. um so for the people, the listeners that don't know me, or maybe have figured it out, I'm an incredibly confident woman, right? I, I'm confident in my abilities. Um, and I know, right, the, the, without going deep and personal and, and to an ugly place, 2019 and 2020 were incredibly hard years. Those, well, the last part of 2019... 2020 for sure was uh, I just don't even know how to explain 2020 and and there's lots of people I know that absolutely feel the way that I feel um and it's finding it's just figuring out where do I want to go how do I want to do it and how am I going to get there and just being okay with not knowing okay yeah it's just okay yeah yeah it'll come so when it comes to setting boundaries you know what envision what your end goal is like what what those boundaries need to actually look like for you to be happy and Mm -hmm. take a baby step towards it like you don't have to conquer it all in one fell swoop (laughs) oh gosh tammy I'm so glad you said that because clearly you know how I do things. (laughs) It's how a lot of us try to do things, right? We're like, okay, I'm here and I want to be here. Okay, I'm jumping there. And sometimes we need these in-between steps to make it easier. Maybe Mm -hmm. you have to set the boundary with one person first and then realize, oh, that really wasn't that hard. And then it's easier to do it with the next. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Barb for your candid conversation today. I look forward to having you on again in the future. I'm not even sure what we're going to get up to there. And to our listeners, I'm curious what your key takeaway was. We can be reached at simple.balance at otim.ca or on Instagram at underscore simple.balance underscore. Thanks so much for listening today. We'll be back in a few weeks with the next episode. I hope you make one small change to make your future self less stressed.